This episode is brought to you by our friends over at the Surrey Firefighters Charitable Society, who are committed to working with their partners in healthcare, including Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, to ensure funding is available to support a healthy community. They recently donated a total of $500,000 to our new emergency department and an additional $35,000 to support mental health in our hospital. In recognition of their generosity and commitment, the waiting area of the new mental health and substance use zone has been named in their honor. When people don't know who to call, they call us. And so we're there quick. And we need to build resiliency so that we can go to these growing calls that are happening every shift so that it doesn't burden our mental health so that we have the resiliency to be able to help the public. And of course, there's the impact on ourselves as well. We started to see the mental health impacts on our members, dealing with the different incidents that we see, the trauma that we see, the tragic events that we attend. And we knew we needed to do more for ourselves, but we needed to do more for the community as well. The firefighters standing in front of Peace Arch Hospital on an autumn day last year weren't there to respond to an emergency but they were there to respond to an urgent need. Instead of ladders and other firefighting equipment, they'd brought a large check, large in physical size, large in dollar amount, and very large in terms of heart and commitment to the local communities they serve. They were firefighters from the Surrey and White Rock communities, first responders who know all too well the mental toll that comes from being on the scene of extreme emergencies that most of us will never encounter. The generous gift they brought to Peace Arch that day in November was in support of mental health care, an issue at the forefront of the firefighters' philanthropy as they witnessed their colleagues often struggle with the mental and emotional demands of the job. The check, presented in front of the hospital last year, came on the heels of a staggering sum already donated to the brand new Peace Arch Mental Health Care and Substance Use Zone. Clearly, for these firefighters, going above and beyond to protect and serve their communities is a commitment that works on many levels. This is the power to heal. In this series of podcasts, we'll focus on the many innovative ways Peace Arch Hospital, located in White Rock, British Columbia, Canada, has been an integral part of its community. We'll talk to those who were instrumental in creating new initiatives for the hospital to grow and evolve along with the town it serves. In this episode, we'll hear from two Surrey firefighters who are part of their professional association's charitable society, a group that donates all of its proceeds directly to helping Surrey's citizens. We'll learn about why supporting mental health is so important to them and other first responders in the area, and why they chose Peace Arch Hospital as the beneficiary of their truly generous gift. We asked veteran television and radio broadcaster Wayne Cox, a longtime resident of the White Rock South Surrey area, to help us tell this inspiring, sometimes dramatic story of the very real challenges faced by those who are on the front lines of emergency response 
and why they chose to respond to those challenges by supporting mental health for everyone in our communities. Well, White Rock, South Surrey is a, a tight-knit community and many of us here know a first responder personally or know about the many charitable activities they're engaged in. And I know I'm not alone when I say my admiration for the invaluable service these men and women provide is tempered by genuine concern for their well-being in the face of the extreme and sometimes tragic situations they witness on a regular basis. Surrey and White Rock firefighters often join forces to support a wide range of important charitable activities in the area. And Wayne was curious to know why they chose Peace Arch Hospital and its mental health services as the recipient of such significant donations. To learn more, he spoke with Surrey firefighters Aaron Sear and Dylan Van Ruin, who are both actively involved in the Surrey Firefighters Charitable Society or SFFCS for short. They were joined by Stephanie Beck, Executive Director of the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation. Aaron and Dylan, uh, could you tell us just a bit about yourself first? How long you've been a Surrey firefighter? What motivated you to follow this career path? And how did you first become involved in the charitable society? And Aaron, why don't we start with you? I've been a firefighter for 14 years with Surrey. I chose the line of work. I was heavily involved in the community as a coach and met lots of other firefighters that were involved in the coaching community and saw their impact with what they do for work. And it was just a great line of work to be into, to be a family man and to uh, be involved in the community. So that's what got me into firefighting as an option. And Surrey has always been very strongly associated with their charitable society. Anyone that joins the Surrey Fire Department is expected to be a leader in the community. And that means on and off the job. So I've been involved with our charitable right from day one. And Dylan, a little bit about yourself and how you got involved. Yeah, I've been a firefighter in Surrey for 12 years. I actually started my fire career as a paid on-call member in White Rock. That was my first opportunity as a young man to kind of get exposed to the fire service and what it entailed from responding to medical calls, uh, responding to alarms calls, fire emergencies, car accidents, which was all exciting and fun as a young man. But what was really kind of drew me in was the community engagement. And as Aaron spoke to, that, that is the culture of the fire service, that community engagement piece and the stuff we did off the job. And even as a paid on call member, the White Rock firefighters gave me the opportunity to kind of join them at some of their functions and then joining Surrey, as Aaron alluded to, the Surrey Firefighters Charitable Society was well established and gave me the opportunity to continue working in the community, which I truly enjoy and have throughout my entire career. And Stephanie, uh, maybe you can tell us about how the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation first connected with the Surrey Firefighters Charitable Society. And I understand it was a community member who made the introduction to you. Yeah, it was. It was a community member who let us know that they had a connection with the Firefighters Charitable Society and suggested that we might want to have a conversation with the firefighters about our upcoming ER expansion. So certainly connections in the community is how the majority of our fundraising is done. It's all about the people you know and the people that you can connect with. And after the introduction was made, our staff reached out 
to the members of the firefighters organization and uh, sent a proposal over and arranged to have a visit so that they could talk with the firefighters about the various areas of our new ER and how they might want to see themselves get involved in this project. And Aaron, you're a society board member and for many years have acted as the lead on uh, the society's mental health initiatives. Can you speak to the larger connection between mental health support and firefighters? Firefighters want to help. We go to various calls. We're helping the transition between a lot of times the patient's home and their trip to the hospital or a trip to a doctor. We want to help. And what we're seeing more and more is mental health issues. So we need to act in a bigger picture so that we are helping the members of the community. We're acutely aware of mental health issues in our own department with our brothers and sisters. It's easy to support these initiatives when we know that even some of our own colleagues and peers are going to be using the facilities as well. And people often think of firefighters as rushing off to extinguish a fire. But I would guess that the majority of your calls deal with health issues. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. And now you're seeing more and more of the mental health problems coming into the picture, are you? Yes, exactly. I've been told before that if at a health problem or something, call 911 and ask for the fire department <laughs> because you usually get there sooner than what I'm thinking is a really overworked ambulance department. So you help the patient along until a paramedic, if a paramedic isn't on your crew, the paramedic gets there. That must put an awful lot of strain on you as a firefighter being the actual first responder. Because of our proximity, obviously fire halls all throughout the municipality, we're going to be there quick. And that's what we want to do. We want to be there quick. We want to help as soon as we can. And then we're just going to help transition to paramedics or sometimes we can help patients with their problem and they can set up the appropriate appointment later in the week or so. But when people don't know who to call, they call us. And so we're there quick and we need to build resiliency so that we can go to these growing calls that are happening every shift so that it doesn't burden our mental health so that we have the resiliency to be able to help the public. We've been alluding to the Surrey Firefighters Charitable Society and the fundraising for Peace Arch Foundation. And we're saying it's a staggering amount of money. Exactly how large are the gifts in total coming from the society? After meeting with Stephanie and her team there, we learned about how great the need was in the community, the South Surrey White Rock community. And our initial pledge was for half a million, $500,000. And what we said was we would get this done in seven years. We didn't have the money. This isn't something we had sitting in the bank account. We could cut a check and uh, they could walk away that day. We said, we're going to raise this money for you and we're going to be a part of the project. We want to be a part of what's going on in the South Surrey White Rock community. We'll get it done in seven years. Lucky for us, our fundraising initiatives did very, very well, and we were able to complete our pledge within four years. So we kind of set the goal for ourselves at five. We promised Stephanie and the team seven, and we did it in four. Uh, so since then, we've also said, hey, we can probably do a little bit more, and we added $35,000 in addition to our half a million. So we're sitting at 535000 in recent years. Wow, that's an awful lot of money. What are the activities that you had going to raise that much money? 
We're really an event-based organization. We don't have a professional fundraising team. We do have some individual donors, but the majority of the stuff that we do is by our members, our firefighters, our dispatchers, our clerical staff getting together, off-duty, volunteering their time, and hosting an event in the community. And that event could range from, uh, we've got our Ignited Dream wine tasting event. Our charity golf tournament actually raises now over $100,000 a year. And our charity golf tournament, the funds there are really earmarked towards healthcare initiatives in the community, not just mental health, but healthcare initiatives. So was, there was a great tie-in with the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, and a lot of the funds raised there actually came through four years at our golf tournament. And I think we should be clear here that the donations to Peace Arch were a joint effort between uh, the departments in White Rock and the departments in Surrey. And Aaron, can you tell us about this collaboration? It made sense to join with our brothers and sisters in White Rock because the proximity of the hospital to White Rock and the residents of White Rock that are using the Peace Arch Hospital, and then, of course, on the Surrey side as well, we try to work together whenever we can. It's all about helping the public. Uh, it's all about uh, them trying to help their community as well. And so it just makes sense when a project like this comes along to partner. And Stephanie, maybe you can break down for us uh, how the funds raised by the firefighters are being put to use by Peace Arch Hospital and the foundation. I understand the, uh, the new and the old emergency rooms are a key focal point for you. Yeah, we're so grateful for the firefighters' support towards our brand new ER that is being built in two different stages on our campus at Peace Arch Hospital. So phase one of the new emergency department was a brand new freestanding building attached to our existing hospital. And of course, while the new ER was being built, our existing ER was still in service because of course we still have emergencies that need to be taken care of. So the new phase of the ER and the OR suites has now been completed and opened in January of this year. And immediately thereafter, they got the patients moved into the new portion of the ER and the existing ER is now under redevelopment. And the existing ER space is what's going to be converted into the mental health treatment rooms and the mental health wing of our new ER. And that's essentially what the firefighters have funded is that particular area of the ER. We're really thrilled to announce that that will be open for patients as of October of this year. So we're really excited to have the firefighters in and come and see the new space and see the various areas that they have funded within that department. There will be family and consultation rooms in that department. There will be quiet rooms for patients. There will be a seclusion room for patients. And there will also be a separate entrance for our paramedics to be able to escort mental health patients into the ER so that they maintain privacy and dignity while they're being treated. So we're really excited to share that space with the firefighters this fall. Stephanie, this sounds like a real bonus for the hospital. Is that right? Yes, well, we're seeing an increase in mental health cases and also the urgency in our ERs over the last several years. And of course, COVID has exasperated that situation. We've all heard that in the news recently, that it's becoming much more prevalent. So it's wonderful that we're able to have this space in our community in order to serve patients. 
There is an uplifting, inspiring side to this story in terms of the support and hope the firefighters' charitable activities are bringing to those with mental health issues in our community, including for their own colleagues. But the roots of the large donations made to the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation comes from what might be called a dark place. First responders struggling alone with PTSD, stress, anxiety, and other conditions, and sometimes, tragically, taking their own lives. And Dylan, uh, maybe I'll start with you and, and just ask you if you have any personal experience that drives the charitable efforts in terms of supporting mental health. What sort of things do you see in your job and how does it impact you and your colleagues? One of the things we're really good at is getting to calls quickly. So we get there quickly. We're the first on scene, but we're also the first to leave. So oftentimes we get on scene, we're dealing with somebody who is ill or in distress, and there is a mental health aspect to what is going on and what has led to them being in a situation where they need our help. But as I said, we clear very quickly. We're back available for the next call, and we don't ever know what happens. So one of the driving factors was we want to do something to ensure that we're not just there for the five to ten minutes while we're waiting for paramedics to arrive. We want to make sure that we are contributing to the overall recovery of the people that we are dealing with. And like I said, we see a lot of those mental health impacts impacting the reason why they might have found themselves in the situation that they needed our help that day. So that's a driving factor for the Surrey Firefighters, our charitable society, why we really wanted to get involved with mental health. And of course, there's the impact on ourselves as well. We started to see the mental health impacts on our members dealing with the different incidents that we see, the trauma that we see, the tragic events that we attend. And we knew we needed to do more for ourselves, but we needed to do more for the community as well. And that's got to be a tough situation for you, Aaron, um, you know, facing these things on a daily basis and also keeping an eye on your colleagues, because as Dylan pointed out, some people they take it easier than others. Any experience in that regard? Yeah, unfortunately, uh Surrey has lost some members due to some mental health crisis. So that's something that we're all very aware of. And I think we're doing a way better job, especially as we get more education and knowledge in regards to resiliency with mental health issues uh, that we're checking on each other. We're always reaching out. We work side by side for four shifts in a row for a long period of time. So it's a good opportunity at some point to check in on your brothers and sisters and uh, make sure that they're doing okay. Dylan, um, on top of everything, we touched on it briefly, uh, Stephanie did, about uh, the uh, pandemic, about COVID. How has that impacted you and your colleagues and the community at large? What do you see out there? The impacts have been significant and far-reaching. Initially, when uh, COVID was kind of on the news, we all kind of saw what was going on across the world and thought, that's ah, not going to happen here. Then the reality hit. It was something here. And there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of anxiety. Our members were afraid to come to work, but knew they had to be there because we signed up to be there to help people. However, going home at the end of the day, a lot of our members have young families. There were stories of our members sleeping in their tent trailer in their driveway because they didn't know if it was safe to go in their home. So initially it was that fear, that anxiety. Then it just became the stress of the ever-changing pandemic. Every day we walked into work, there was a new rule. You weren't allowed to talk to your colleagues at shift change anymore. 
because of cross-contamination. So all of a sudden, that social aspect that we really rely on heavily to get through a lot of the things that we see on the calls was missing. It was basically come to work, don't talk to anybody, stay far apart, don't cook together, don't eat together, and go home at the end of shift. No social, no nothing. So all those little things that we had built and that resiliency Aaron talks about, all the little things that we had in place were no longer there. So the impacts were huge. And then, as I mentioned, the far-reaching impacts on the community from our fundraising abilities, we were really an event-based fundraising group. We didn't do anything online. The idea of doing a Zoom call and chatting with people was very foreign to a group of firefighters and the first time I got asked to do one I kind of said no you can you can shoot me a text or give me a call so we really learned to adapt uh, and we learned with the community but uh, we also saw those impacts at calls there was the fear of us coming into their home all of a sudden all of a sudden people would meet us at the front door and you could tell they didn't really want us walking into their house because what were we bringing in with us so there were just so many impacts and uh, it just kept changing and I'm glad to say that we're kind of hopefully at the tail end of this now and we're all a little bit more comfortable. We know what to do, but uh, the COVID impacts and the pandemic impacts were huge in our members in the community. Aaron, as Dylan pointed out, I mean, camaraderie is the mainstay of uh, the firefighters. So to remove that must have been devastating for you. It's very difficult. Like Dylan talked about for a firefighter to also go home and not have that base unit uh, that he or she relies on as well, you know, you're lost. And uh, we're going to people that may or may not know they have COVID, they're scared, which is adding a, a complete new level of their anxiety and their angst and don't want to go to a hospital, but feel super sick and don't know what the outcome is going to be if they're catching the virus. So I think overall, we did our best to look after each other and made sure that we were always communicating and ask what the home situation was for our brothers and sisters so that uh, we could assist at least with an ear as they vented about what the home situation is. And at the end of the day as well, we're all in it together. And we really do have that mentality that uh, we've gotten into this together. We're going to come out of it together and, and let's be better at the end. Those are very scary times in the beginning, I'm sure, uh, especially for firefighters, uh, showing up at the scene and walking into someone's house not knowing what was in there. Maybe we can go back to the uh, origins of your gift to uh, Peace Arch. And Aaron, I'd like to ask you, when you attended with the paramedics at the old pre-expansion emergency room at the hospital, I assume that first responders have a very strong relationship with the local emergency departments. What did you see before the renovations took place? Before the renovations took place, I think you had a space that couldn't be properly utilized for the people that are there for specific reasons. Like Dylan said, the mental health aspect might not be their whole problem, but it's adding to the problem and not having a space where a patient feels safe, overcrowded, not being attended to or not having that quiet space is just going to exasperate the problem. And I think that's what was there before. And it's going to be exciting to see that there's going to be space that's utilized for that distinct issue. And uh, Dylan, we're still talking mental health issues. A lot of it is linked with the homeless people, uh, drug abuse. Even some of our younger people, it seems it's touching them too. In your experience, is this a growing problem in our area, the South Surrey White Rock area? 
You know, I would say it's both a growing problem and also we've done a great job over the last few years here creating a lot of awareness about mental health and the challenges and the reality that a lot of us will at some point in our lives struggle with things and that childhood trauma, getting back to the youth there, does play an impact as they age and get older and now they're in their teen years and adult years. That trauma from before has that impact on their mental health, which results potentially in some drug abuse or misuse, as well as potentially leading down the path of homelessness. So we definitely see that it's it's all tied together. It's growing. It's great that there's more awareness, but what we need to do now is because we're all aware of it, ensure that there's programs in place and things are being done just like the work that's being done at Peace Arch Hospital right now. That's what we need in the community. Uh, It's not just simply an awareness. It's, okay, we're aware of it now, but what are we going to do to help fix the problem? What are we going to do to prevent the misuse of drugs and substances and prevent them from ending up homeless one day? And Stephanie, maybe you can talk to us about the nature of the uh, White Rock community and and why, uh, unlike first responders like Aaron and Dylan, mental health care may not be the first thing that comes to mind when uh, people are thinking about giving to the foundation. Well, Wayne, giving is a very personal experience and it relies a lot on what people have gone through. A lot of our donors are grateful patients or family members of grateful patients. And so that really drives the areas of the hospital that they like to give to as well. And um, as Dylan had touched on, I mean, mental health is still very much stigmatized in our community. It's something that people don't really want to talk about. They don't want to acknowledge that perhaps some of their loved ones or family members have mental health concerns. Um, It's not acknowledged in many families and in many cultures. So there's still a lot of work to do. Certainly, as Dylan mentioned, in the last few years, we've made a lot of headway with a number of programs across Canada and also locally in our communities to acknowledge mental health issues and to talk about mental health issues. So I think it's just fantastic that the firefighters have really stepped up on this issue because it it can tend to affect males, especially a lot harder than females in our culture. And so speaking up and doing something about it is really a wonderful gesture of leadership in this particular area. And uh, Stephanie, the gifts donated by the uh, Surrey and White Rock firefighters strike me as as being the basis for a, a very unique kind of partnership. But I know you work with a wide range of community organizations like service clubs and big ones, small ones. How does this collaboration fit into the mix? And will you be looking for new opportunities like this? Well, we're always looking for new opportunities. (laughs) And we're very grateful to the firefighters to have partnered with us on this wonderful gift. And we do work with other service organizations in our community. One of the ones that comes to mind immediately is our Peace Arch Hospital Auxiliary, a wonderful group of individuals who also is very event-based and fundraising-based in terms of having volunteers who work for the society raising funds, which then get funneled through our organization to the hospital. They also made a significant gift to the ER and OR suites at our hospital and continue to fundraise, even though their events and fundraising activities had been curtailed by COVID as well. They're just uh, regaining their strength back now, but it's a very generous organization that uh, 
diligently raises funds for the hospital. And we also, of course, work with a number of other service groups in the community, such as our Rotaries and our Legions. And we're very proud of the partnerships that we have with those organizations. And we're always looking for new ideas in terms of how we can raise funds. And we bring the projects that we're working on at the hospital to them to see if they're interested in partnering or how they might be able to get involved. Dylan, what is the Charitable Society focusing on next? What's your next big project? Yeah, you know, we spoke a little bit about COVID. We're really now coming out of COVID. Our events are back on. We're really trying to get back on track to where we were. We did great through COVID. We raised pretty much a million dollars a year for the last couple of years, despite all our challenges. However, that was through a lot of online initiatives, which are now a flooded market. So we're trying to get back to kind of our traditional fundraising, which was our members coming out and volunteering their time in the community, getting the community together. So we want to get back to our traditional fundraising efforts while we continue to support the groups that we work with, which will include the Peace Search Hospital Foundation as we move forward, just because our donation, two donations are completed now. That doesn't mean that we won't continue to work there. A big thing for us is we don't just donate the half a million dollars and walk away. We want to be a part of the project moving forward. We want to see it be successful and sustainable for many years to come. So we continue to give back in that way and stay connected to the projects that we started off with. And Stephanie, this is a story about supporting mental health in the community, but it's also about a growing region coming to terms with changing needs for health and wellness services. What does this generous contribution from the local firefighters suggest to you in the way of future collaborations and engagement with community organizations? Well, our foundation is somewhat unique from a number of other hospital foundations in that we also focus on community health in our community. Our legal name is actually Peace Arch Hospital and Community Health Foundation. So we're very interested in preventative health and making sure that the upstream systems keep people out of our hospital. The last place we want you to end up is in our acute care facility. So what we have started is a funding program, a grants program with our organization, where we actually fund out into the community to various other groups that are doing great work in the space of health and wellness to keep our citizens well and healthy, whether that be mental health, physical health, diet and exercise, activity-based programs. So we collaborate with a lot of other community organizations who do that great work so that we can ensure that people are receiving the preventative care and the tools and the techniques that they need to keep themselves healthy and well. All in our best efforts to keep them out of the hospital, (laughs) to have them not have to call the firefighters and the ambulances in the first place. So we continue that collaboration and we continue to want to work with our community moving forward. Well, Dylan and Aaron, I know that uh, I speak for all of us in the South Surrey, White Rock area. We're very grateful to you for everything you're doing, both in your work and your charitable activities serve and support our community. And we thank you very much. Many thanks to you. And thank you, Stephanie, for sharing this truly inspiring story. Thank you all. The Power to Heal podcast presented by Peace Arch Hospital Foundation in White Rock, British Columbia, takes you behind the scenes of an innovative hospital foundation and introduces you to the team who find new and sometimes surprising ways to engage with the local community and help fund the best healthcare possible in the region. Since 1988, 
The foundation has raised over $195 million for capital projects, medical equipment, and community health programs. Their passionate and caring team's number one priority is the prudent stewardship of your gifts and the resulting positive impact on patients and medical staff at Peace Arch Hospital and the entire White Rock South Surrey community. Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, where innovation comes to life in so many ways. The simple act of giving is truly transformational. Every dollar we receive is enhancing healthcare in this community, whether it's supporting our capital infrastructure, the purchase of essential medical equipment, or funding a wellness program like stroke recovery or a children's club to encourage healthy habits and active play. Our wide range of giving options includes monthly donations, an increasingly popular and convenient choice that makes the greatest impact on your community hospital. Just sign up once, the rest is automatic, and that includes receiving a consolidated tax receipt at the end of the year. But no matter what giving option you choose, it all matters and it all makes a difference. In our next episode, we'll meet two local teens who are helping to inspire the next generation into philanthropy with Peace Arch Hospital Foundation's Youth in Action program. Spoiler alert, we're in great hands. Youth in Action, next time on the Power to Heal podcast. Thanks for listening. 